0: to the Out of Body Experiences podcast. My name is Alicia Figarelli. I'm one of your hosts joined by my co-host Tom Greco from Greco Publishing and Eddie Day from Collision Restoration. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Fairfield Auto Service. If you're looking for quality auto repair and trustworthy service to get you back on the road safely and quickly, you're going to visit FairfieldAutoServiceNJ.com and we'll talk about them later on in the podcast. But for now, um, Tom, we have a different approach this time, right?
1: Yeah, um, one of our magazines, New Jersey Automotive, for the last, I'd say 25 or so years, we've done a yearly survey, where we survey our membership um, with a bunch of questions with regard to the industry. And what we do is we kind of do a cross-promotion here is uh, we'll go through the survey with Ed and see what Ed's take on the question and when the responses are. And, uh, go from there it should be interesting this is basically the state of the industry in new jersey for 2023 and how the industry feels about it so uh what do you think Ed you ready to go with this
2: yeah i mean you know what time. i'm kind of enjoying it just let's throw it at us and and uh and i hope we have some answers that that make sense And uh, you know i don't want, listen we don't want to be that podcast right we already talked about this right yeah, yeah. hey joe how's that carliner doing do you measure within those 2 millimeters? Up. really really, the body shop guy needs to hear about his car liner at four o'clock or the end of the day or watching this to have a little fun you want to hear about somebody's measurements on a car really no you don't you want to call you want to be entertained by this one that's why we do it that's why it's different right yeah. so let's go through the survey and we'll try to make the survey as exciting as it may sound <laughs> it's
0: just as exciting as you think it is as cool
2: as you could possibly be okay
0: so yeah.
1: go ahead well, I, I think I think the key is your your responses to the uh oh, what, other, oh, what other what other oh, people oh, say. Oh,
2: you're <laughs> leaving <laughs> this shit up to me to make your boring survey sound like something. <laughs>
1: well, hey, hey, that's what that's what the high price talent does.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a huge advantage to my business, and yeah, this is really taking off. Let's go. All
1: right. So, uh, all right. The first question, obviously, is what describes your business. We all know. You have a collision shop since the name of your place is Collision Restoration, so right. <laughs> that yeah, kind of answers that question. Uh, we asked our shop, the shops, "How many? Are, if you're a DRP, how many programs are you on?" Sixty percent said one to five. Thirteen percent said six to ten, and two percent said more than ten. Twenty-six percent said none at all. What does that tell you?
2: Twenty-six percent said none at all. Yeah, hey, you know their business model. I mean. Most likely out of those 26, they're, deal- they're working with a dealership somewhere. Okay. There's another source of work for the 26. Some guys are just down, you know, like a little further out. They're just, they're, they're doing, a, they can take a boat in, they can take a, a motor home in, you know, some guys are just like a lot of body shops do some pretty like truck work. Those guys, they don't need to be direct repair. They don't need to be fed. Those cars are going to come to them anyhow. They're going to get their labor rate, you know, so, I understand the 26% probably have somebody feeding them or they're small enough, passed down from family to family to family that where they don't need anything, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of admire the 26% sometimes too, you know, because they're, they're slugging it out. That's a, that's that's usually a pretty hardworking guy, you know? But, and okay. just because you're not a
0: DRP doesn't mean that you don't have... Or you're not successful.
2: Yeah, there's a lot problem. of successful non-directs. And lot, I mean, a lot of guys are anti. I'm not anti anything. I think it's ridiculous to be anti anything. That, that, to be, that's my opinion now. I know some of the guys in the association, we, we, we're great guys. We sit down for dinner together. We just don't see eye to eye on, business, on a business model. I have a blended business model. I'm OEM and DRP. So I have a, my blend works for me.
0: There's room for all of it in the industry. Like all these people get so shrill and uh, crazy about you know if you're if you're using aftermarket parts, you're a lousy shop. If, if you're been doing going, the on, money, it's been going on forever. Yeah. This is
2: what you this is what you don't want. When a guy comes to the association meetings that's paying his dues, doesn't want to feel like a villain because he's DRP. You can't do that either. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can't say, hey. Let's all be directed. Now, the, the, the ilks of the, of the industry will be cured. It's not true. You can't do that either. So, but yeah. every member should be respected. Each one of us, if you join this association and you pay your dues and you run a good business, all of us should be respected. That's my opinion. Because we all made. and it's obvious that the majority of the industry, it's 62%, is, is leaning towards a direct business model.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Seventy-five percent of our respondents are on DRP programs. Does that surprise you?
2: Where did that seventy-five percent come from? I thought it was sixty something.
1: Sixty were one to five programs. Oh,
2: so three quarters of the industry is right. So you can't make that guy feel like a villain when he shows up at a a meeting. It's Mm -hmm. wrong. But does it sometimes? And sometimes we're a little hardline. Okay, this is my opinion. Now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not screwing with anybody in particular, but sometimes you can't, that, that may work for him. He may have started his business model like this, but when you start, like when we did, like most of the direct shops, do you want to, do you want to back up and be non-direct? I don't know. I, that's, that's not a decision for me to make Listen, there was a commercial on, on news 12. It was a body shop. He'd get on like this. He goes, it's your choice. Like, like, Bob, it's your choice. You you choose your shop. Don't let the insurance company tell you where to. We got like screaming into the camera, you know, like. And I'm like, holy shit. And then two years later, one of the major insurers put on put him on as a direct repair. You know what it's like now. <laughs> Hi, Hi, this is Joe Blow's Autobody. We love every. All of a sudden, he's all happy and shit. Okay, so so some guys are full of shit. Also, all right. <laughs>
1: Uh, we asked the shops, uh, "What was the, their oldest employee? How old was their oldest employee? How old was their youngest employee?" Ninety-eight percent of the shops had employees had at least one employee over fifty. Over fifty. Right, and the youngest employee only half of the shops had them between eighteen and twenty-five. What's that? What's that say to you?
2: Well, we've been talking about for twenty years. Mm-hmm. New talent, you know, new talent. I've I've got a guy I got a, I have a beast at 64, Polish gentleman. A beast. Hardest working guy I've ever met. Doesn't complain, just works, you know, old school European work ethic, you know. And I've got a 23-year-old that come out with me, and he's so enthusiastic. It's kind of fun. Because he's, you know, he's a kid. And I look at him, I go, it reminds me of me. Alan is, you know, it's it's sparse. It's actually
0: better than I thought. Fifty-four percent have somebody twenty-five or younger. I thought it would be less, honestly. Well, we have a great
2: group. We have Latin guys coming. Guys, South American guys are just good metal men. Good, you know, they're they're starting young. They they like the business, you know, and their 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 work. You're, are you know like like Italians were fifty years ago. They were all the whole industry was Italian at one time, you mm-hmm. know. And my my younger guys, my Latin guys, and they're great. They're just hardworking, good people.
0: We asked if any of the shops have involvement with local VOTEX or trade schools, and only 21% said yes. What do you think about that?
2: I think it's until recently, trade schools haven't kept up with the technology. There, I, I, I was a VICA uh, judge in Morris County, in Morris, in Morris Tech, Morris County. They were, uh, it was old school. It was oh, you know, some some kids, you look, these kids could weld two razor blades together. They were just naturally talented. and the other twenty five kids in the room, it's, <laughs> <they> <laughs> needed Burger King hats, okay? Um, <laughs> they were never gonna be, they were, never, never gonna be shit, okay, they were never gonna be body men. They didn't have the hands for it. They just didn't have the aptitude. They burned through things. they they sand the same dent for four hours while I was there, I'm like, oh God, you know like, so, and I know there's a learning curve, but this, this, this particular group was, you know, remedial at best, <laughs> okay? I'm serious, remedial. And some kids there, you look at them and go, my God, this kid's better than me than when I was 30. Some kids are natural. I've got a 23-year-old here that's just a natural, one of my, one of my Tesla techs. He's just natural,
1: you know. But in Jersey, they've been cutting back more and more at almost at every school in the state.
2: I think it's coming back, Tom. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think trade schools are starting to come back now.
0: I was going to say that, too. There's a lot more buzz about them than there was even when I. I, I, So I don't know what they were thinking, but somehow I ended up on the Bergen Tech. I think Bob McGee got me on their advisory board 15 years ago. And the I don't know if he was the superintendent, the principal, whatever he was was talking about how they're really trying to push all their kids towards a four-year college. That's the goal. This is where a Votech school, but we're pushing all the kids into four-year college. That's the goal. But even back then I was thinking like, that doesn't make any sense. Like what are you, and then, you know, why are you even going to have a body program at that point? Because that's the opposite of what you're saying that your goal is. And why is that your only goal? That It's like the, the DRP thing. There's room for every kind of person in the world. So If you're really good with your hands, like you just said, maybe you bomb out on a test. Maybe you can't take a written test. Maybe four-year college is not for you. That's where this industry comes into play. Like if you're really, you could be very smart and fail tests. You could be very smart and not do good in schoolwork. You could be very smart and be super successful. There's not not one path for everybody. Now, 20 years later, I feel like everybody's talking about there's, there's programs like tech forces out there and, you know, all these, the associations are linking up with them and I know collision repair education foundation does a ton. There's a lot more talk about it as like they've done a really good job of not demonizing this industry and trade schools, I think, but it's just getting that word. What's the matter with you? What was that
2: face? Oh, <laughs> right. It's about time. You know we lost that you got to get people walk in the door and I'm in a pretty affluent neighborhood so that the, the disconnect of real life is scary as shit to me when the parents come in because the kid didn't get a convertible out he got a hard top mm-hmm. no 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 and the kid said he said my the mother said he's so disappointed that he didn't get that convertible can you f- imagine can, can you can you imagine somebody a, a kid I'm- not I had a similar... your back top and being pissed off. You big son of you. okay?
0: I had a similar experience <laughs> when I got my license. I got my license in 1999, and I got a 1989 Honda Civic. So I understand it was kind of the same situation. The floor was rusted out on the bottom, and the trunk would fill with water. You know, but this, so... is what, this is what we drove. This is <laughs> that's trove. what you're supposed you We could You get a rank. They bought him a brand new Audi.
2: <laughs> families with four Teslas, three for the kids, one for the wife. And I'm like, you know, we're, we're a little disconnected on what's real and what's not real. Yeah. You know, we, we've lost it. We've we've lost touch of all this shit. So, yes, the working class guy finally has some uh, may have some place to go back to and become educated.
1: You know? but, but I have a question, though, with especially with uh, certification. How would a Votex school train somebody when you have to specifically get the training from the manufacturer. Comes,
2: the OEM training comes later. Just get the basics. Learn how to weld. You learn know how to use the right products. You know that's that's and that learn how to get a car, mount in a car liner. Get the basics underneath your under under your belt, which is how to pull right. Which we don't pull anymore anyhow. Everything is is a you know is a rail extension. Everything is very modular now. You're kind of unbolting shit and throwing it out. You do you do some measurements at the cradle, but. The, the, the rail end is bolts into the bolt or glues into the frame rail now you know so no you you teach a guy that you know you teach number one you have to teach you can't teach work ethic so that's gone right mm. you, you have to right you can't teach that it's impossible and i think they need the fundamentals and then when the oem training comes in so you start with ase and you get the kid eye car trained and then you 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 know then then the oem training comes after that a lot of OEM are now asking for ASE also.
1: But if a kids if a kids going to Votech vote this year say, right? Yeah. Are they I the disconnect that I'm getting and I, I don't understand that's why I'm asking you is that with all the changes in the vehicle especially going from uh, to electric cars now, are they really being with with the facilities well, that they have now, are they being trained in obsolete work? I, I
2: Oh, um, up until the last couple of years, now my friend, my friend visited Lincoln Tech and said it's really up to date. It's it's a, it's not what we used to, you know. There was there was an old saying Lincoln Tech, and this is their 40 years ago. They called it Lincoln Technical Prostitute. You pay to get money. Okay? <laughs> because you didn't. You, nobody learned anything out of Lincoln Tech. But now that the systems are up to date, they have realized, you know, when when places in Texas have teach you how to do custom bodywork and shit like that. you you there's schools now that have raised the bar, you know, like, let's face it. A stores sucked 30 years ago until Kings came in. Okay. Right. There was shit over the floor with it. It was, a, it was lousy. You know, shop rights were lousy. They had to compete with Kings when Kings started and whole foods. And that's what happened to a couple places out West. They raised the bar. Then the place in the Northeast don't want to lose anybody going out West for school. So they clean up their act a little bit. Yeah, they're teaching some some modern stuff. But when I when I taught Vicca, I was like, well, look at this place, holy Christ! The <laughs> stuff was so outdated. The, the teacher was outdated at the time. It was it was. I hate to offend anybody, but it wasn't good. Yeah. But some kids you could see they shined. You know, some kids are really talented. You know.
1: But the the other end of that is think about the that family that comes to you with the four Teslas. And the kid is upset that he didn't get the convert, the convertible. How many of those families are going to send their kids to a Votex school?
2: No, no, that kid's, that kid's going to go to four year, get his master's in, in art psychology. Okay.
0: <laughs> He's going to graduate in May. Art and-
2: psychology. A big market for that bastard. Huh?
0: <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. What the, wrong with people <laughs> Art psychology. I heard that today. I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes plenty of sense. Yeah, hey, okay. Get me. Out. That's what I'm signing my kid up for now. All right. Art psychology. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, this is, a, this, is, a, this, is a, this is where we are. But you have to understand that's here. This isn't really America. America's the middle of the country. The East and West Coast, are, they're, they're in la-la land. The East and West Coast, there's so much money flows through the East and West Coast that they're in another world. Space.
1: Yeah, but there's still I, I think it's it's still a mindset across the country that they'd rather have their kids even today with how how you really go to college and don't learn anything uh, they still they're still of the mindset that well you got to get your degree in college or else you can't succeed when you know these days you're probably going to make a ton of a lot more money fixing cars or being a plumber or being an electrician. Because oh, because yeah. it, it's supply and demand. There's a shortage of those things. Yeah. There's no, there's no shortage of art psychology. People are and <laughs> And
2: Get a master's in art psychology, right? Two years of that. What the f that possibly look like? <laughs> so so anyhow,
1: you're beeping all this F-word shit out, right? Well, you're making it kind of hard, so try <laughs>
2: <me>. <laughs> So <keep laughs> the Minimum. I'm angry yeah. today. So I, I had an angry day. Today's my angry day. My wife goes like this. You know, you're angry. I said, you married me 35 years ago. You didn't forget. How, what are you even here for? Right, you're you're smart of this. You should have just ran away 20 years ago.
0: This is not new information.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, listen, listen. There's, uh, my, my stepfather was a very realistic guy. He used to say, you a two veteran, tough guy, you know. He would say, you know what? You know that shit you can be wherever you can be, whatever you want. That's bullshit. Some <laughs> kids gotta dig a ditch. <laughs> he,
0: we talked about that last time. That's my
2: stepfather. Some kids gotta dig a ditch. If you wanted a straight answer from a human being, you asked Jim Day, okay? He, he, was a, he was a brilliant engineer for Western Electric. He was involved in a video phone which we are now they call Skype and Zoom in 1961. Brilliant guy. But if you wanted if you wanted a soften up answer, don't ask Jim. It was toilet paper. It wasn't bathroom tissue. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. It wasn't PTSD. It was shell shock. Okay. (laughs) That's right. And that's that
0: generation. And we're missing that right now too. We asked, what do you think is the most pressing issue affecting shops today? What do you think the most pressing issue is affecting shops today? I,
2: I wish I had more business knowledge instead of auto body knowledge. Hmm. Interesting. 20 okay. years. Ago. How's that? I wish I knew more about my numbers 30 years ago.
0: Mm.
2: You know, um, I was too busy working in my business instead of on it. And and you know, we always we've always been complaining about the labor rate, and that's yep. a that's a key factor. Everybody's going to say the same. How could we didn't bring up labor rate? You know, the labor rate's been repressive for a long time. We know that. That's why I went OEM and, and, you know, it's a little easier to work. I can slow down a little bit and work on, I want to work on less cars right now. I don't want to cycle 120 cars for the place, 130 cars. You got to count hours. You don't count cars. You count labor hours.
0: That's what so many people make that mistake, right? They think they're busy. So they must don't, count, be-
2: don't count cars. Yeah. Could put you out of business. But count
1: 60, hours. 60% of our response Said, of course, that labor rate was the biggest yeah. problem. Yeah, but, uh, they're going to say. I'm not.
2: I'm not trying to to to,
1: to say anything anybody doesn't know.
2: I mean, we we you know.
1: But yet again, that goes back to my the, the earlier question. Sixty percent say the labor rate is the pro- biggest problem. Yet seventy five percent of them are partners with the insurance companies. It doesn't gel. Because because it does because they feel like getting that second. And look, you got to
2: have cars in your lot to make money. So you know, would you rather have the substandard labor rate and no cars, or the, okay, that's your choice. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think labor rates an issue. I think it always, it always has been. It's been going. That's an argument. That's going. You know what? Everybody's found a way to make it work, though, huh? When was yeah. the last time you saw a body shop owner driving a seventy-one Impala? <laughs> okay. Are living, are living in the. Like some shitty neighborhood in some rundown house. Well, come on now. Let's let's talk for real, okay? You want you want a bitch? Take the picture of the Maserati off the wall. Take the picture of the boat off the wall. I always say that, okay? Right? Try, try to find some common ground with everybody. You know? Yeah. Stop. You know? We we've all lived a good life. We worked hard, even with the the, the labor rate that I consider substandard. How's that? trying to be nice
0: here the knee-jerk reaction to say like oh the labor rate's too low well if the labor rate was higher you might not still be making money like you still might not be successful if you don't know your numbers and you aren't a good business person if you're not doing things you are supposed to be doing them you're still not gonna make money so then what are you gonna do what's the knee-jerk time
1: i think a bigger problem is the general public's um lack of knowledge regarding labor rate because whenever you put it in front of them that um to get your uh whether it's a plumber or a uh get your lawnmower fixed. What do they charge you? Buck twenty five an hour, one fifty an okay. hour. Yeah, and, and and yet your second highest expenditure that will save your life is getting paid half that. If you just put it in common sense terms uh, to the general public, they'd be like, what? That doesn't make sense. But yet after forty years that I've been in this
2: the public doesn't, doesn't care, Tom. Uh, it, but but if i probably rush the car back on time
1: Anyone no, no you know. but I, I think that's just the that's like the brainwashing of the insurance company that's that's their biggest success. you know like they always say that the, the devil's greatest strength is making them believe he doesn't exist. That's kind of like insurance companies making customers believe they have to exist and the body shops are, are are ripping them off at every chance they get you know what I mean it's the same kind of thing because the public knows what they know and what they believe. There's certain things you, you can do to to educate the people that are paying you.
2: Mm. Consumer, yeah. the consumer, the consumer. I think the perception that everybody shops a thief. I think that's that's behind us. Shops are well. There's no there's no dog tied to the desk and the and the car seat that the van seat to sit on. That's over. Most shops are run pretty professionally. Even the small ones are run pretty professionally. So I don't think that I think that perception. I don't think the customer cares about it anymore. I think the customer just wants the car fixed on time wants to be communicated with and wants a warranty or if something goes wrong. You go like this, Mrs. Goldman, bring the car back. What, what it's three years later, your paint peel, bring it back. I got it. We're going to put you in a loaner car. we're going to get you out of here and we're going to take care of it. And when I'm done, I'll put a bottle of wine on her seat. I'll put a gift card to one of my local restaurants with an apology note. And that's the way the shit that shops are missing. They can make more. There's more opportunity in advertising within. By standing behind their job. You know, don't balk when the customer doesn't like something. Find out what's wrong and fix it. Don't give them 13 answers to the reason to say no to the guy. Find two to say, yes, we'll take care of it, sir. You know, that's my opinion.
1: But I and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I just and I don't think I think you're right that the perceptions for body shops have changed completely because, like you said, 99% of them are beautiful, they're, they're as pretty as a bank these days. But I still think that the insurance company doesn't hesitate to make the body shops look like villains and cheats. I really believe that. Look, if they don't like you, they don't steer work,
2: insurance companies don't steer, you know what they do. Here, I'll show you. okay, Miss Goldman um, where where's, what's your favorite shop? Oh always oh, a great guy. good guy. Does he have rental on premises? No okay our shop is right there not, Now I see you have a house in Florida. Is it are you see we have a national warranty so if something goes wrong between here and Florida we can take care of that but you can go to your shop so um okay Miss Goldman yeah they, they don't steer. they suggest mm-hmm. okay right make suggestions and the guy on the street, that's the guy, you know, that's, that's going to move that car to one of his, these, I'm talking about aggressive DRP partners and we knew who they are in New Jersey. I won't say much. Okay. So, you know, that, that guy is going to be that guy. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, a national warranty. Right. 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 right, right.
1: <laughs>
2: right. We got a shop in Florida. If something goes wrong, he can fix your car too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit that goes on. That, yeah. Right. So they don't steer. They suggest. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: This episode is sponsored by Fairfield Auto Service. Your friendly, honest, and reliable, uh, trusted company for EV repairs and so much more. From general auto repair, Tesla maintenance and repair, fleet maintenance and repair, diagnostic services, and so much more. Visit FairfieldAutoServiceNJ.com. Let's get back to the show we asked shops if they feel that they're prepared to repair EVs and then we asked them why or why not. So a quarter of those that we surveyed said that they do feel that they're prepared. Um,
2: so they have a charging station somewhere. They're trained. They have the, the fire blanket, you know, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that they're seeing enough of them to start to make an investment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there which I mean, there's there's how can you there's not there's see them anywhere? anywhere, but then there's, so much that goes into it. It's not just like, oh, I think I'm gonna start repairing those. It's not. Doesn't work like that.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, Tesla sold 1.3 million cars last year. Yeah. Hyundai make a great uh, plug-in. You know, um, I don't know how the other companies are gonna do because some of them can't build a gas car.
1: Well, what What happens if it becomes the Edsel? I um, listen. I mean, I mean, the sales are 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 way down. They're not what they projected. People just, aren't, just, just Tesla. Just no, Tesla. no, I, I know that. We talked about that. But I'm saying overall,
2: regular people people
1: No, people aren't buying EVs. They're just not. They're not. And, and but so all this forced government forcing us to have to invest in them, and ultimately the shops having to invest in them. Two, three years from now, it never takes off. It's an Edsel. We're fo- we're footing the bill, or you're footing the bill. Who reimburses you for all those costs? Listen,
2: I don't. I don't know, Tom. I don't uh, listen. We we like I said, we started off with steam in this country, right, and then battery, right, or battery steam, and then petrol, right, and fossil fuel, you know. And it's continued until recently with this green movement. What's her name? What's her the new Green Deal? Alexandra Occasional Cortex, that, <laughs> that, that idiot. Okay, and her three friends. The squat, I call them. The squat. That's what they know. Squat. Okay. So, pardon my political views. Okay. <laughs> Alexandra occasional cortex.
1: <laughs>
2: Somebody was wearing a hat someplace said, make Alexandra a bartender again. <laughs> but these idiots, they, they push this. Now, what do we do? Start dumping billions of dollars into these programs. We talk to car companies and they're
1: dumping billions of dollars into it.
2: I think it's here for a while, though. I think it's going to be here for a while.
1: Until it's, hydrogen, it's, until hydrogen. Yeah, or, but uh, again, if nobody buys them, that's the bottom line. It's, we asked our uh, our our uh, members, which insurer do you find the most difficult to deal with, and why? The top, <laughs> the top three were State Farm, Allstate, and Progressive, who we'll have we'll constantly topped the list. I think ever since we started doing this. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm-
0: no comment i'm not, I'm not a
2: progressive shop okay and i have no other comment past that <laughs> all right i'm out okay i'm out all right i don't want to be a i don't want to be a hypocrite i'm out how's that yeah, what? I, i'm not gonna just go on to the next question <laughs> i got i'm getting a haircut can we have can we can we speed beat this up <laughs>
1: <laughs> for christ's sake <laughs> you don't give me nothing you don't give me I nothing i do
2: i do i give you levity okay i give you i give you street humor that's what i give you all right all right
0: and I pizazz there you go
2: <laughs> i know a little bling in the background yes
0: yeah broadcasting from inside liberace's butthole and that's <laughs> <laughs> anyway um <laughs> what do you want to talk about now?
1: <laughs> My haircut.
0: It's getting Warm. cut out of there, you know, <laughs>
2: <it>. <laughs> My friend would say he used to, he was a kid. He used to stare at the girl across the street through the window. And he said he watched her. She had this black hair and he watched her comb it for an hour. He was, and then she'd do the other leg. All right. Go <laughs> 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 so, ahead. Uh,
1: Right. <laughs> so <laughs> we asked everybody what they thought their labor rate should be. What do you, What do you think the majority said? Seventy five. The, major, the majority said between ninety one and one hundred twenty dollars per hour.
2: I would fine find it was fine in middle. I was just guessing at a middle somewhere. I figured the guys would say seventy five to eighty. You know.
1: No, but six percent said less than ninety. That was the lowest number. Hmm. I think they based that on what Mechanical gets, right? Mechanical's got to be what? of 25 bucks.
2: Local Mercedes dealership is $310 an
1: hour. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Haircut. Haircut. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little bit more of like a Miss America question, but we asked if you could change anything about this industry, what would it be? Families that don't think getting
2: dirty, that think getting dirty is a sin. Okay. We've trained our kids right out of, out of the labor force. Number one. So we'd have more good kids to work with, young guys. Um, I mean, the workplace rules are tough. I, I do. I recently had an ocean inspection. We did okay. Um, so the workforce, like you, got to You got to Prepare for that, and we we're pre- pretty, pretty prepared. Um, I don't know. I'm just rushing towards my haircut. Okay, which I'm starting to lose. All right.
0: (laughs) So um, So almost 60% of people did say labor rate. Of
2: course.
0: Second behind that was. It
2: would be easier to operate at a better labor rate. You know, of course.
0: But right behind that was hiring qualified help.
2: Well, the hiring qualified help stems from the fact that our the people's families think that everybody's going to be a computer genius or work on Wall Street. And the reality is the kids should be digging a ditch. That's yep. a, right. But
0: again, it's just removing that stigma. That's the deeper issue, right? That
2: that's the stigma that this is a good industry that's worthy of, of, of any kid that wants to walk off the street and make a hundred thousand a year. He can do that if he has some talent.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's just as technical as any computer science degree or coding
2: or, Yep. smarter. You know, they talk about artificial intelligence. How about making some artificial common sense? Uh, by the way i want i do want to throw a plug in for Jack auto Body, my friend a new friend and he's in tom's river and kenny luton is his manager and they're great people i told him i'd uh, i throw him a shameless plug and uh, big shop beautiful place they want me to visit
0: all right well you have a haircut
2: haircut let's go <laughs>
0: what else what else you want to talk about tom a haircut haircut all right. <laughs> what you just heard, what we just went through was a portion of New Jersey Automotive's 2023 industry survey results. If you want to catch the rest of the results and read all about what shops throughout New Jersey had to say about the state of our industry, go to grecopublishing.com and look for our December issue, which will be in your hands the first week of December, or obviously if you can look in your mailbox. Eddie has to get a haircut. Thanks oh, for joining. <laughs> all right. This brings us to the end of another out-of-body experiences podcast. Thank you to, Fairfield Auto to Stop. I'm <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <sighs> you know I love you guys, right? That's not, no offense, uh,
0: okay? Can we mute him? Can we put like a mute? Button? I'm done, yes. Denise is here. I'm trying, uh, Denise, I'm Denise so sorry. up. We're gonna end it. Are <laughs> we done? Start. You oh, can go. I'm no. trying thank it. you jesus christ Just for two seconds let me finish it no come on stop talking this is another episode of the Auto body experiences podcast thank you to eddie day thank you to tom greco thank you to our listeners and watchers if you're not subscribed go to youtube and subscribe and i can't even, I can't even look at you <laughs> special thanks to fairfield auto service we will see you next time Thank
1: you and good night. Merry Christmas. I
0: love you guys.